tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tourytainment for you. Hey everybody, the European 2023 tour is just around the corner and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix and just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we got to replan, regroup, and yes, re-record. It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of the episode we released last year for the tour that almost was. Our excitement for Amsterdam continues to grow, and I'm thrilled to revisit this conversation with Lotte as we get ready to go over there. Finally, my God. I'm on the line with Lotte Zwilt, and she is our tour guide for our three glorious days in Amsterdam. And perhaps the city I'm most excited about on this tour is Amsterdam. Hi, Lotte. How are you? Hi. Very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. How long have you been a Tory fan? Tell us your Tory story, how you discovered her, everything. Um, I'm already a fan for 23 years now, since I was 15. I'm 38 now. And I discovered her through an old uh, teacher of mine on high school. We, uh, my high school teacher and I became friends, which was pretty weird. <laughs> when you're a teenager, it's never easy, I guess. And uh, she always listened to me when I had problems and stuff like that. And yeah, she became a real friend. And at some point, I was at her house as well. And she uh, yeah, made me listen to Tori Amos, to the album Strange Little Girls, actually. That was the first album I listened to. You started with Strange Little Girls, the cover album? I think so, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and then I wanted to buy it in the store, like the CD. Then I was there, and then there was no Strange Little Girls. But I saw Boys for Pele, so I thought, oh, well, let's buy that one. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, okay, that was really interesting. I never heard such a voice or a vibe or anything like it, and I was hooked just like that. Wow, that's an amazing album to start with, you know, and it can go either way with that album. Like you could either be so drawn in forever or just like completely turned off, you know? Yeah, for me it was the first, yeah, I thought, what is this? I never heard this kind of storytelling or only the breathing alone in the album. Her breathing with the singing is so different. Yeah. Yeah, and the anger and the, the rawness and the, yeah, she's really real on that album. Uh, Yeah, I never heard such a thing. I was like, this is also who I am at the moment. Oh, great. (laughs) Because you're 15. Yeah. Yeah. What is your signature song? Wow, that's difficult. I'm at a a more peaceful state of mind at the moment. (laughs) But I would say I always turn back to Cornflake Girl, I must say. Oh, great. As someone who discovered Tori through Pele, do you have any stake in the noun versus verb debate? Oh, I thought of verb always, yeah. (laughs) You've always thought of verb? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. That's wild. I've always thought a noun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As if it's a choice or not. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We get very passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Tori? And have you ever talked to her or requested anything? Yeah. The last time was last tour. 
I only did the Dutch shows at that point because uh, I have two little children right now, so I don't tour as much. Oh. But that's okay. I did a lot of touring with Kaina in 2009 and 2011. And um, that time I did like eight shows in Europe and stuff like that. I think I talked to her last tour. But I think my most memorable uh, moment that I talked to her was in Australia, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. My sister was traveling in Australia for a long time. And then I saw she was touring in Australia as well. And she doesn't really do that often. So I thought, why not combine the two? Yeah, so I spoke to her in Linz and I did a lot of shows. So she recognized me at the time. And I told her that I was coming to Australia and we made this pact and it was really cool. <laughs> Amazing. And I actually did came to Australia. So I did. I saw a show in Adelaide and I saw two shows in Sydney. Yeah, those were my two most memorable moments. And then I met her again. And of course, she was like, oh, my God, you're really here. Ah. <laughs> that was great. And to see some other fans who I talked with online from Australia. And yeah, it was really nice. What was your favorite moment of those three Australian shows? There was one show that I got front row. I got <gasps> upgraded. Yeah, I think it was the first show. Uh -huh. I can't sure, but I was upgraded and I was center. Oh my God, that's amazing. I was never front row before, so it was like, ah! And I asked for cooling as well, and she did. It wasn't in her plan to do cooling, but she said, oh my God, I really wanted to play that song, Great Idea, and she did. And yeah, that was really nice. Wow. You're here today to talk to us about Amsterdam. Two nights that we're going to be in Amsterdam. Yeah. I will be two nights in Amsterdam as well. I think they will be my only shows. Really? But it's okay. It's okay. okay. Well, yeah, you've got the little ones. Yeah, it's too much for... I, I have one baby of 21 months and one son of five years. So for now it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the next tour they can come. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The yeah. oldest one. Yeah. I don't know if he likes it. It could be quite intense. <laughs> the Amsterdam shows are on Thursday and Friday, March 3rd and 4th, 2022. The day before we are in Hamburg and the day after is a day off. So we're spending the entire day off in the Netherlands as well. JK, the shows will actually be on April 6th and 7th, 2023, which is still a Thursday and a Friday, which is kind of cool because Brussels right before was originally going to be the last show on a Wednesday, but it's still on a Wednesday, even though it's the first show of Europe. I don't know. Sometimes there's synchronicity in the chaos. I'm going to start by asking you some basic questions for people like me who've never been to Amsterdam. I've never been to the Netherlands. When do I call it the Netherlands and when do I call it Holland? <laughs> the Netherlands is the is actually the whole country, uh -huh. like north to south, uh -huh. all the provinces, everything. And Holland is actually only the two provinces, North Holland and South Holland. Oh, okay. But it gets mixed up very easily because Amsterdam is in the province North Holland, and most people go there. And also The Hague, mm. an important city in the Netherlands where mm -hmm. King and Queen are, is in South Holland. So let's say the businesses and government, king and queens, they are in North and South Holland. So a lot of people talk about Holland because it's the most important business-wise area in the Netherlands. Got it. So it's only those two provinces are Holland? Actually, yeah. Perfect. But you're not wrong if you say I'm going to Holland if you go to Amsterdam. Okay, great. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. I truly am. The only time I've ever toured anywhere outside of the United States was in 2005 on the original Sensuality Summer of Sin oh. tour. The last show I saw was Newcastle or Nottingham, whichever one was last. And then I think the very next show was supposed to be Amsterdam. And I just was like so sad that I had to leave and I was just missing it yeah. by like one or two shows. So yeah. <laughs> this is like full circle moment. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So them is very pretty. 
I can't wait. Tell us about the general vibes of the town and just three things you love about it. Nightlife can be pretty cool, if you like. Like, there are lots of terraces and that kind of stuff. I, I also like that it's like a mixture of tourism and people who live there. It can be quite busy, so you have to be careful with bicycles when crossing the street. Because people who live there, they can drive quite fast with the bicycle. Oh, really? <laughs> and they don't really pay much attention because they think other people should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are also trams and cars. So when crossing the street, always look around you. But it's also nice. And the vibe because of that is also nice because it's like a busy vibe. There are some nice food markets, but also nice vintage clothing markets. And mostly you can find a market daily, actually, daily. And yeah, a lot of people go there, of course, to smoke weed. Mm -hmm. You can, but you can't also because it's it's everywhere, but it's not in your face all the time. And most Dutch people actually don't smoke weed, just to say, just to clarify. <laughs> is it something that like there are weed bars or like what is that? Yeah, there are indeed weed bars. It's called a coffee shop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can also drink coffee there or apple juice, whatever. <laughs> no alcohol, by the way. You can drink alcohol in a coffee shop. You cannot. You cannot. No, oh, okay. you you could before, but mm. I think there was too many probable people getting stoned and drunk at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, only non-alcoholic drinks. But yeah, there are coffee shops where you can uh, buy and smoke weed mostly. I'm not sure. Maybe in March it's better. I'm not sure if you can still go inside to smoke weed at the moment mm -hmm. with also the QR code, blah, blah. But maybe in March it's better because then it's spring and Corona is mostly in winter. So hopefully it's better in March. So we, uh, yeah, you can do more fun stuff. <laughs> you know, how do you feel as someone who lives in Amsterdam? How do you feel about the most of what I know about it is about the drug culture and that free culture? How does yeah. that resonate with you as, a, as someone who lives there? It's uh, funny because people think Amsterdam is really, really tolerant. It has this image. But yeah. according to the people who live there and, and me, it's getting a little bit less tolerant. For example, there are some countries in South America where weed, for example, is totally uh, legalized. And in the Netherlands, it's legalized within the coffee shop. But the coffee shop, for example, is not allowed to buy it somewhere. So they have to do it sneaky without the police noticing. Wow, really? Yeah, they are actually talking to criminals to buy the product so they can sell their product legally. That's weird. That's kind of like how here we have at the state level, any state can legalize weed or not. And in California, for example, it's completely legal recreationally yeah. and medically, but f still federally across the United States, it's not legal. So a federal agent or something can shut you down if they want to. It's just like yeah, a strange. It's, yeah, it's so weird to say legalize or not. Yeah, not yeah. Because... Also, the people who work within the weed industry in, in the U.S., but also in the Netherlands, in, in Amsterdam, they have to talk to creepy people. <laughs> yeah. And it gets, yeah. Yeah, it can be dangerous, too, probably. Yeah. Who also do other creepy stuff, drug, other drugs and prostitution. And it's like the underworld needs to go with the visible world. Mm -hmm. Of course, Amsterdam is also quite famous because of its gay culture. Let's see. Ooh, talk to me about that. Yeah, it's very famous. They have a big pride every year, and there are a lot of gay and drag parties. Local, but I think if you look before, if you look on beforehand, you can definitely find some nice, cool gay party or drag party. Excellent. Is there like a certain part of town that's that yeah. you would call the gay part of town, or is there like somewhere yeah. we should stay? Actually, there is one kind of famous street. It's called Regulier Dwarsstraat. 
Okay. And you can find all gay bars. Oh, really? Yeah, I can uh, spell it out later for you if okay, you want. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, please. Um. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> nice. I think you have some hostels around the corner of that street as well, and hotels, whatever you like for what budget. You Did like. you say brothels? As well. <laughs> as well, no, hotels, hotels. Oh, hotels. Are- <laughs> I, I, was just, I was hearing brothels. I only hear brothels. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are as well in Amsterdam, but I don't. Yeah, I never go there, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to tell you our hotel, and you, will you tell me where like this is located in Amsterdam? We're staying at in Amsterdam. Oh, you're in the middle of the city center. That's oh, nice. Great. Is our perception of Amsterdam accurate that it's like a 24-hour town where, like, especially on a Friday night, you're going to always have something to do all night long, or is, does it shut down at a certain time? Yeah, you have to probably first you go to a bar and then you go to some sort of dancing bar and then you go to a club. So you have to move a little bit. Mm -hmm. Clubs are open longer uh, because bars, they mostly close around one or two. And then you go maybe to a dancing and that's open to three, four. And then you go to a club and that's open until six, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe you go to an after. I love it. Oh, an after. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they do afters like at people's place, of course, or in more like secluded areas. But then you kind of have to know people. Mm. Well, we got to get to meet people (laughs) to get invited to an afters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes they have party groups online or if you Google like the date before you had this old school party flock. I don't Uh know if there was this website in the Netherlands. It's called Party Flock. Party Flock? Yeah, with F-L-O-C-K. Okay. And that's where all the secret parties, (gasps) not so secret. (laughs) I love it. Underground parties in uh, outside somewhere near to a metro station, blah, blah, blah. Mm. (laughs) Where you get like your secret code to get in. Yeah, for example, yeah, like only certain people know, and but then mostly it's very druggy. So yeah. oh, okay. if you like that, that's okay. If you're not, then you're a bit out of place. <laughs> Is it close to like a rave? Is that how you, like a? Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to go to raves. <laughs> yeah, I did too, but now I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> What's the music theater art scene like? And I would love to know any like underground Dutch musicians because I'm gonna go through. The, you know, I'm gonna be doing the vinyl record stuff, so I want to know. Somebody that I would only find in Amsterdam or in Holland or in the Netherlands, like that I can buy and take home and just be really cool and impress everybody with. Oh, let me think. I look at my CDs now. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I think you will like her if you like Tori Amos. She's very theater-like. Okay. She tells really good stories on stage and she sings in French, in English and in Dutch. And it's very poetry-like. And she has an amazing voice, a bit classical. And yeah, her name is Wende Snijders. Remember the starlings flying carefully. Remember there once was a place you and me. I love her already. I, I'm looking at her pictures, which is great. Let me see. Are there any others? My sister-in-law. <laughs> She's a, quite a famous singer in the Netherlands as well. Ooh. And she makes, at the moment, she just put out a new album, a Michael Jackson tribute album. Okay. In which she also worked with the bass player of... Michael Jackson himself. Amazing. She went to LA to uh, record the album. So, and her name is Jenny Lena. And she was on The Voice. She was also on The Voice. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. That's where it broke through, actually, a little bit. Okay. Or yeah.
just don't want to be free. I'll explore their catalog so that by the time I get there, I can buy exclusive Dutch vinyl. For sure. The latest vinyl still needs to come out. So this will be like hot off the presses. Yeah, I will ask her if it's, I think then it will be there. Okay, yeah. perfect. So the official currency is the euro. And what is the tipping culture like in Amsterdam? Uh, yeah, Dutch people can be quite how you call it. Stingy? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of famous for. But recently that's actually changed because the younger people are less like that. But it's still like an image that's kind of sticky. But mostly it's 10 to 20%. Okay, good. But it's not mandatory. Like it's not on the bill, but they will really like it. A waiter gets around eight to nine euros per hour. Is that a good wage? You can get by. It's not too much, but it's also not as little. Right. So they can live without tips, but it's always nice. Yeah. We're traveling into the city from Hamburg, which is 293 miles. Womp womp. We are actually traveling from Brussels, which is about two and a half hours by train. We are taking a train on the day of the first show on the 6th. And I have a note from my boyfriend here in the spreadsheet that says that you can travel on any IC train to and from Belgium on the same day via the same route in the NS International app. Slay. And let me tell you what we're doing on the day off. We're taking a canal cruise. I just have to tell you, that is the thing I'm most excited about. And also, I don't know if you're going to be in Amsterdam on the day off after the show on the 8th. But at the International Theater Amsterdam, there is a play called Blood Wedding. And I'm going to do everything, anything that I have to do to get there. It's one of my favorite plays by Lorca. I've seen it. Actually, I've seen it. I've only ever seen it not in the United States. I saw it in... No, that's not true. No, it is true. Oh, my God. I saw it in London with Gael Garcia Bernal in 2005. Yes, I did. And now I'm going to see it again in Amsterdam. See you there? Question mark? I'm very excited. We're, I think there's like four times, three or four times where we get to take the Deutsche Bahn. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, when I was in high school, I took German for four years and I heard all about the Deutsche Bahn and I'm just so excited to ride the Deutsche Bahn as much as I possibly can, even Ooh. though everybody I've talked to has told me it's always late and everybody hates it. Is that, how do you <laughs> feel about it? Um, I have to. I traveled a lot, but I think I traveled a lot by car within oh. Europe. I'm not sure if I, I, I'm looking at the map right now, the route. I think the route is really nice. Mm-hmm from Hamburg to Amsterdam. Yeah, I did a lot by car. Oh. Really nice area uh, with a lot of nature, a lot to see. So, so yeah, I don't know about the train. I think I've been in the train, but it was like a very long time with my parents. Hmm. Inside the train is pretty comfy. Doing a lot of snacks. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of books to read on my phone. I don't, I don't think they have Wi-Fi, by the way. <laughs> oh, great. Not sure. Maybe they do now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of trains, what's the public transportation like inside the city limits? What is it called? Is it good? <laughs> Amsterdam has a pretty good public transport system. Yeah, there are trams uh-huh. and there are metros. And I think within the city center, if you take public transport, you mostly will take the tram. And also with when you see a tram, always let it let him pass because it's very difficult for them to uh, break. Uh-huh. And it takes a long time for them to stop. Uh-huh. And they're really hard. Yeah, so don't, yeah. <laughs> they can be quite dangerous because they when they uh, uh, use their brake, it can take 10 meters before they stop really. Yeah, and there have been some accidents with uh, tourists because they didn't know. <laughs> terrible, terrible. And is Uber and Lyft, are they, is that there a thing? Well. Yeah, yeah, Uber okay. is there as well. And there are also normal taxis. Okay, great. Could be fun to rent a bike. It's really great fun to just to go with the bike to a park, for example. I think it's very touristy to do, but it's super fun. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. I love yeah. it. I think your hotel will know a good place as well to okay. rent this. Oh, they'll be able to like point us out in a direction? Yeah, for okay. sure. So we've stepped off the Deutsche Bahn. We've checked into our hotel and we've biked to the coffee shop to smoke some yeah. weed. Now what do we yeah. do? Where do we go eat? We're starving. We just smoked some weed. Oh, yeah. I would say, let me say, because you would like to go to the gay area. Well, here's the thing is like, I'll go to gay bars, but I won't eat in front of gay people. <laughs> 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 no, but it's fine. I'll go. I'll go. I know. Regulier Dwarsstraat. You have a really nice sushi dish. It could be a little bit expensive, but it's... in the same street, you have other restaurants as well that are really nice. I think it's called Genki. Uh, G-E-N-K-A. Aha. Aha. I see it right here. Japanese restaurant Genki. It's in the Regulier Dwarsstraat, and that's the street where all the other gay bars and gay parties are as well. Regulier Dwarsstraat. Yeah. The sushi restaurant is not a gay restaurant, but <laughs> it's just in that street. I mean, come on, Lotte. All sushi is a little bit gay. <laughs> in uh, Amsterdam, you also have some touristy shops where you can buy cheese, of course, and all that Dutch famous uh, stroopwafels, like the cookies. And But you can also buy it at the supermarket if you want to take something home. It's less fancy packed, but it's more tasty, probably. Continuing this food conversation, I want to know about some Dutch food. Mm-hmm. I want your opinion because you just mentioned those cookies that I love, the Struff waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. You can buy them everywhere in a supermarket. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm just going to name some foods and you'll just talk to me about whether they're amazing and I have to try them or I can pass. Okay. Erften soup. Erten soup. Yeah. It's like pea soup uh-huh. in winter and when it's cold. I like it a lot because, yeah, it's literally the green peas uh-huh. and they mash it really, really small. And then you eat it as a soup. Sometimes they add potato starch and uh, sausage. Sausage, And it's yes. really, really filling. But it's super tasty. It can be quite salty. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's really nice for winter. I'm not sure if you can uh, buy it at a restaurant. Look it up for you because it's mostly something that your mom would make for you. Oh, you have to make it. Yeah, most people just make it at home. Oh, got it. Like Christmas time and all this stuff. Got it. But sometimes in winter, there are some little pop-up restaurants where you can buy it. Excellent. And we're and we're going to be there in winter, obviously. <laughs> we'll talk about weather here in a minute. But talk to us about pannenkoeken. Oh, pannenkoeken. Yeah, it's like pancakes. Uh-huh. But then I think the American pancakes are a little bit small, right? They're a little bit fluffy and smaller. Yeah. it. Lo- I mean, from the pictures I'm seeing, it looks like that. Yeah, and in the Netherlands, they are a bit more bigger and more flat. But you, yeah, you can have them with sugar or with uh, some people like it with bacon and cheese or with mushrooms. So you can have a savory one or a sweet one. And there are some special pancake restaurants. So you can definitely check that out in a oh, restaurant. Good. For bre- and then like for breakfast, yeah. Yeah. And then pofferties. Oh, those are like the mini the mini ones, yeah. Of the, of the pannenkoek. Uh-huh. Only then, those are only sweet. You don't have the savory version of that. Got it. And you can mostly on markets, you can find like little stalls who sell them. What about stampot? Stampot. Stampot. Uh, really typical Dutch, but also most people eat it at home. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in winter, you have these little pop-up restaurants where you can buy them and heat them later in your microwave. Uh, but it's like mashed potatoes with vegetables mashed inside. I would like to make it with uh, kale. Oh, yeah. I always bake a little bit. Uh, I make a little bit of uh, bacon, put it inside. Oh, that sounds bit, so good. And, and then some milk and a little bit of butter and then mash, mash, mash. <laughs> and then it's super filling and super warm. Perfect winter meal. Mm-hmm. We always add like a big, it's called rookworst. Uh-huh. 
like a sausage that tastes a little bit smoky. So yeah, it's super filling, but it's perfect for winter when you're cold. Like this warm mashed potato dish. I sometimes even make it in summer because I really like it. Oh, wow. Talk to us about butter cake. <laughs> oh, butter cook. Yeah, you can yeah. buy it at supermarket. Yeah, it's like a cookie, but then really thick. Oh. And I think it's 80% butter and 20% <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, so it's very uh, high in calories very high in calories so don't eat too much but right. it's very easy to eat too much because it's really tasty and mostly they're like small square pieces mm -hmm. very easy to put in your mouth as well <laughs> <laughs> right perfect perfect size eat one pack in one row mm -hmm. but yeah you can really easily gain weight with those <laughs> yeah they call it a dairy delight sometimes filled with almond paste to give it more flavor yeah for sure yeah mm. yeah yeah it's really tasty but it's yeah it's quite dangerous if you want to keep your regular weight <laughs> right so now we've eaten a whole row of butter cook and now what do we do to walk off our extra pounds like where do we go what do we see there are a lot of nice museums but okay. maybe you want to be outside more to see like the architecture you could go to the fondle park okay it's like a nice park in the in the city center and a lot of locals walk there with their dog or they go skating or they do like boot camp uh, sports and all that stuff and there's a playground for kids it's a really nice park just to walk around and look at people and maybe just sit on a bench and look at the people who are walking around you. Well, I'm going to ask you, too, because I'm looking at the weather forecast for the 3rd and the 4th of March 2022. And it says that the high, this is in Fahrenheit. So it says that the high is 43 and 41 on the two days and the low is 39, 38, which doesn't sound to me like it's that cold. But it says it's going to be raining. Yeah. Well, that turned out to be completely inaccurate. You see... Because the prediction was it was going to be 43 high, 39 low, but it was actually, now that we have historical weather data, it was actually 52 degrees high and 34 degrees low. And it did not rain that day. So if you take the difference of what actually happened versus what the prediction was, and you apply that difference to what is being predicted for when we are there in April, April 6th and 7th, we, which is 56 degrees high, 49 degrees low. But if you take the difference in the in the prediction versus what actually happened and apply it here, then you can expect it to be 65 degrees high and 44 degrees low. And who the fuck knows if it's going to rain? Who can really? I don't know. In the Netherlands, it rains a lot. It does? Yeah, yeah. In, in general, it rains a lot, especially autumn and spring and winter. <laughs> and <summer. laughs> no big deal. And this year it was a lot of rain, like a lot of rain, even though summer was like only two days of sun. So, um, yeah, bring your umbrella. And Dutch people have their rain suit. <laughs> yeah, I was, like... I was thinking of getting like one of those clear rain things that has a hat that just like you can still see my fashion underneath. But like smart, it's... Super smart. Right? Yeah. yeah. In spring, you can also have very beautiful days. So it's not really predictable. Even the next week, mm -hmm. it can so sometimes it's even already like 15 degrees how much fahrenheit is that 15 degrees is probably like 60 or 70 yeah 60 70 something like that so Perfect. sometimes all of a sudden it's really nice and the sun is out and you can just wear your shorts so yeah just uh check again <laughs> in the beginning of march uh -huh. or ask me <laughs> yeah, for sure. We w definitely will. Now, this f this Fondle Park that you're talking about, which looks gorgeous, I'm looking at the pictures. Is that going to be, if it's raining or if it's cold, is that accessible? Is that still something we should do? It's open, yes, for sure. But uh, it's it's less nice because, there, of course, there are less people then. Yeah. And 
could be a little bit cold. Yeah. But you could still check it out with your umbrella. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would suggest maybe go to a museum. Oh. Then it rains. What's a good one? I like modern art myself. Oh, me too. Rembrandt. But you can look at Rembrandt because, of course, he's very famous. You have the Rembrandt Museum with all Rembrandt, which is really cool. And there is also the Stedelijk Museum. Translation, it would be more like City City Museum, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, modern art. So you have the Rembrandt Museum, which is like the old style Rembrandt paintings. And then, yeah, I would go to the Stedelijk because it's quite different than what you've seen before. So I'm looking at a picture of the Stedelijk. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Yeah. And what are these like cable lines coming out of <laughs> and across the street? And I think, oh, those are the tram lines. Oh, those are the tra- Really? Oh, I see. Okay. Do Makes sense. Do you see the rails? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But yeah, they made the building a little bit like a spaceship. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, here I was thinking like it was a piece of art. <laughs> here I was like, oh. Yeah, they like to get it out there and a lot of windows. And they build it next to this very old building. So it's quite interesting already from the side, like mm. from the outside. I'm not sure if it's walking distance from the hotel but you can easily take a tram or an uber yeah for sure now i feel like i have to go see the Anne frank house yeah. um what are your thoughts on that is it like i've heard about the stairwell right like the stairwell is like very very tight to get up yeah yeah it's very tight for sure yeah history rise it's super interesting to go there of course and very yeah. impressive because yeah. it's real and uh and she had really existed and a lot of people have read her diary mm-hmm. i think it's open would you recommend like booking before we even leave, like booking way in advance? I think so, because sometimes there can be a really big row. COVID, there was a big row always outside. And you could go in, but then you had to wait for two hours or something. Yeah. It's really interesting indeed to buy a ticket on beforehand and maybe you even get like a time slot. Yeah. I think they do in a lot of places now uh, due to COVID. And uh-huh. I think a lot of museums like it in general because it's less stressful as well for the people who work there. So yeah, I would look into that to check their website. I think their website is also in English. Talk to us about the venue. How do you pronounce the venue? Kare? Kare. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That sounds better when it comes from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kare. Um, yeah. She's played here Carré before. Is... is it an amazing venue? Talk to us. Yeah, she played there before, uh, at the place before. I think, when was that? She played here on October 17, 2011, and... That was an amazing show as well. Yeah, let's tell yeah, the yeah. people the set list. It was Shattering Sea, Way Down into Suede, Graveyard into Snow Cherries from France, Fearlessness, Pandora's Aquarium, That Guy, that's rare, Mr. Zebra, yeah. Cloud on My Tongue, Girl Disappearing, Star Whisperer, Boys in the Trees, one of my favorite covers of all time, Rooster Spur Bridge, Scarborough Fair, Cruel, with an improv into Twinkle, Nautical Twilight, Siren, and then Winter to close out the main set. Encore 1 was A Multitude of Shades and Your Ghost. And Encore 2 was Cooling, Purple People, Baker Baker, and Big Wheel. Yeah, we all died. Yeah, that's a, that's a, first of all, that's a really long show. And then second of all, it's it great. Yeah. yeah. And I think she even said, yeah, I'm not allowed to play anymore, blah, 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 but I will accept a fine or something. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. <laughs> yeah, I think something like that, yeah. Carré is very beautiful because it's quite a traditional theater. It has this red carpet and uh, the old school chairs where you sit in. Like everything is very old. Also, the building Carré itself is very uh-huh. old. It's something magical. I always love to see artists in Carré because it's a magical, yeah, magical oh, place. I can't wait. If you're not front row, if you're like more in the back, you can still see it because the the chairs go a little bit uh-huh. up. Every place where you, wherever you sit, even on the balcony, 
you can see uh, you can see the artist uh, amazing. Wow. So, you, so it doesn't matter if you have bad or good seats or whatever. That's great. Is that is it close to the city center? Is it in a what? Where is it in the in the town? Uh, it is indeed close to the city center. Okay, yeah. So it's central. Yeah. It's walking distance, I think, from where your hotel oh, is, perfect. for example. <laughs> and therefore, yeah. walking distance from the gay part of town. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. The other way around, you have to walk a oh, other okay. to the other okay. side. But still, but still, yeah. Where would you say nearby? Is there a place for like a pre-show dinner if a group of people wanted to get together? Next to Carré, you have a small bar. You can have drinks there, but it's it's quite small. We had there at the Bistro Barret. Bistro Barret. It's next to it. Mm-hmm. Before we went there for drinks, 2011. <laughs> I remember now. We went there for drinks, but if we want to all eat there, uh-huh. we have to make a reservation. Got it. Did you come inside with two or three or maybe four? But if you want to go with a big group of fans, then uh, yeah, you have to call them like, hi, we're at 15 people. <laughs> we're a group of 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Then Bistro Barret is too okay. small. <laughs> Fair enough. We have Denny's, which is this like chain restaurant. I don't know if you know about Denny's, but Denny's is like a chain restaurant that's in every city. Yeah. That's kind of like mm-hmm. you s- it has big tables. <laughs> you get, Like a group can go there. Is there like an equivalent? Non-American. Like I want only local stuff is there like a dutch equivalent to that like a diner sort of thing yeah you have there is a restaurant called van der valk only it's not really in the city center mostly it's more in the outskirts of cities you have one in amsterdam but it's too far out Mm. it's too far i typed in amsterdam diners and i'm seeing these amazing names for these diners dear mama hicks diner the fritz greasy Burger bitch. I love these names. Oh, oh yeah, I see. Cafe Cha-Cha. <laughs> Tori Amos sometimes plays in the Heineken Music Hall as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Next to that place, we have this big diner. That was always super easy. Mm. Then we say reservation for 40 and let's go. Yeah. And they were quite fast because they were very used to people who were in a hurry for the show. <laughs> so they would the dinner was there in like 20 minutes. Like Amazing. But yeah, I would check for the, because in the city center of Amsterdam, it's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. because all the buildings can, are quite long and small. So the restaurants are also quite small because also rent is very expensive in Amsterdam. Oh, really? So it's not easy for like a restaurant to start. So when they start, they always start kind of small. And then if they go well, they go bigger. But therefore, you have more like smaller restaurants in Amsterdam than bigger. Yeah, of course, you have McDonald's. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty American. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Flying Dutchman or Little Amsterdam? Which song would win in a fight? I think Flying Dutchman. Oh, yeah. The high notes. She seems even more powerful. Yeah, for sure. The high notes are like the final punches, you know, like when you knock out the other one. (laughs) Thinking as well. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Thank you so much for doing this. And I want to just wrap it up with a few, like, is there any warnings that we need to know? Anything like safety warnings or any precautions that we should just be aware of when we go into Amsterdam? At night, the, yeah, let's say the prostitute area can be a bit unsafe. Okay. Especially when you look like a tourist or Uh act like a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to look at the red lights district, it's best just do it during the day. Got it. Because well, you can see a lot still, and it's still interesting at that time. That that area it can also be very common for drug dealers who, who can approach you. Uh-huh. And I would say, uh, yeah, don't buy drugs off the street. Oh, yeah, of course not. So but... if you want to smoke weed, go inside the coffee shop. And if you want to do other crazy stuff, ask a local who you know personally. Okay. Got it. And also, uh, like the hard, harder drugs, like 
whatever is it is illegal. Sure. So be safe out there, especially at night, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And don't buy drugs off the streets. And of course, the trams. They always drive very fast and they can't really easily use their brake. And watch the bikers too, because they don't care. Those two, yeah, those two. The trams and the bikers, they can hit you. Excellent. <laughs> Lotte, tell us where we can find you on Twitter if we wanted to follow your adventures. Yeah, my Twitter is my first and my last name. That is Lotte Twilt. Mm-hmm. And that's also my Instagram, actually. It's oh. the same. Of course, we'll link to that in our show notes, as well as all of the stuff that she's talked to us about today and all of the recommendations. Thank you so much for sharing your insight and your knowledge with us. I cannot wait. I'm more excited now than I was before, and I was already very excited. Yeah, that's cool. And you can always send me a message if you want to know more. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. So
Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.